0: sportswear podcast right here on heat 100 radio and just to let you know like i said it's gonna be a pretty busy week a fairly busy week for us because i'm here today uh once i get into what i need to get into there's gonna be another interview so we are continuing our interview series this thursday morning 11 a.m we're gonna use the same same time slot as our mondays 11 a.m to 1 p.m and then you know this week is thursdays are also this thursday is our day at the drake tavern thursday evening so again pretty busy week for um, us here at sports wrap sports wrap um and you know what we do we're gonna get through it so right now i want to get into um some wnba stuff uh thanks Rashada brown thanks for tuning in um anybody else like i said you know where we are sports Wrap podcast is definitely the group page on facebook you know where to find us it's been that way for the longest so and i know you're there so when you get a chance let me know give me a message and let me know something that you're tuned in and i will acknowledge you like i always do on air but there's a couple things i want to get into uh with the nba well not the nba but the wnba uh situation we, we talked several times about their conditions, um, their travel conditions. And apparently it is ongoing. Um, it's still going on. Uh, I came across an article, um, and I actually saw it before I actually came across this article. I get the alerts and all of that stuff. So I got the alert that during travel, um, the Sparks players' plane was delayed, and they ended up having to sleep in the airport. This is no way, no no way to treat uh your employees in general, but especially not uh professional athletes. Um this is this is uncalled for. Uh you think or you would think that they would have been able to go to a hotel or something or back to their same hotel uh for the night um until their plane or until their flight was available. But nonetheless, they slept in an airport, which for professional athletes, um, we know the differences, the size and, and, and the physical um, drain that, that their body, physical toll that's put on their bodies. So sleeping in an airport, like as a professional team, is totally, totally uncalled for. So Leneka Ogumakwe, the president of the WNBA Players Association, has spoken up. Um, she's a star for the Sparks, so it affected her directly. Um, and she said that there needs to be an immediate resolution to WNBA's ongoing issues with arranging travel for its players. Totally agree there. Um, this, this, this most recent debacle, again, she said, was resulted in half of the team sleeping in the airport overnight after the club's flight to Los Angeles was canceled at 1 a.m. for several following several delays okay uh she said it's not a basket it's not just a basketball issue it is a serious health and safety concern that must be remedied i totally agree uh with that there she said Cur- commercial travel has remained a significant burden on our players and their bodies just what i just mentioned to you uh you know the nba the nfl major league baseball these guys all have chartered flights charted flights which are set up and feasible for these particular athletes um also you have the WNBA, who have some sizable athletes i mean look at britney griner's size um neneca is not a small woman okay and i'm not being funny or anything like that i'm just talking about her size as an athlete she's not a small woman so with them half of that team or some of them having to sleep in an airport being professional athletes being in a worldwide conglomerate of the wnba it's embarrassing um and again like she said it's not just about basketball it's about health and safety uh because there's no way that you should have professional athletes sleeping in an airport okay um it should have been taken to a hotel or somewhere else, or they should have been worked on getting a play. But they need to work on getting um chartered flights for these uh, WNBA players. And, and again, I'll reiterate what I said when we mentioned this way back when. I said that some help arguably should come from the NBA, their big brother. Um the there's I think there's twelve teams right now in the WNBA. But they're issues with travel and things of that nature and they understand that they don't have the finances or whatever well then now i'm thinking something's going to happen because w the players association is finally um beginning to stand up and make a bold statement and there are a couple of teams that have owners that will facilitate chartered flights for their particular team i think also along with some assistance for from the nba those particular teams that do have chartered flights need to get together with the administration, the front office of the WNBA and figure out let them know how they've done it and figure out how it can be done for the entire NBA. You know, I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago that they're talking about possibly expanding the WNBA. You cannot expand and have these types of conditions um, for your employees. It's just how I feel. It's just what I um, say. Um, also, Ogwumike goes on and says she believes the term competitive advantage has become a tired argument that has that has overstayed its welcome. It has impeded transformational growth across our league. New and emerging ownership groups have shown an ability and eagerness to invest the necessary resources to grow this league in the areas that require it the most adding more fuel to the need to find resolutions concerning travel so you see she's even the nbw is aware of it it's like new and emerging ownership groups have shown an ability and eagerness to invest the necessary resources to grow this league in the areas that require it the most i think now This travel situation needs to be added in there. Apparently it's not, but it needs to be added in there. Um, You know, she also called for the WNBA to permit teams to invest in charter flights between games for the duration of the NBA playoffs, which begin this Wednesday. Um, The teams will fly on charter planes during the WNBA finals. So why can't they do that throughout the playoffs? Why does it have to be just in the finals? doesn't make sense to me um there there needs to be a lot more attention paid to the other side of this wnba uh we all know that like you say it's a business as well we know it's a sport but we know it's a business as well and these conditions are are unacceptable um She also goes on to say, and I quote, that we will be we will continue to do whatever we can to alleviate obstacles faced by our members while traveling. That includes having reasonable and flexible charter options immediately and genuinely considered. We we reiterate our standing invitation to the league and team ownership to work together to identify a manageable solution to this problem whose origins are complex but remedy simple so they understand going in that these issues are um not easy or they won't be easy but it's something that needs to be done it's amazing how it looks like the WNBA is basically the only professional sport where the players have to go overseas to continue to make money once their season is over doesn't happen in the NBA. Those guys don't have to go overseas and play. I mean, the, the guys that are from overseas, they go back and play for their national countries, national um teams or whatever, but it's not mandatory or it's not a necessity for some of these other guys to go over and play in these leagues to recoup some funds that they should have gotten uh in the NBA. And, and yeah, uh, the WNBA, there's so many of these women that travel back overseas in their off season, which is technically not an off season, to play to recoup some funds that they could have earned while they were here uh and I'm sure that those conditions over there, as far as the teams are better than what they are in the n b a and it makes you kind of scratch your heads like you look at some of those countries, some of those countries are like third world countries um but they treat those athletes like they should here in the United States they're like toeing that line they're they're close to that line but obviously we see that there are conditions that still need to be worked on uh i'm not you know one to say that it's going to happen immediately but it needs to happen and in essence you could argue that it needs to happen immediately because it has gone on for so long and it's a shame like i said you got a big brother like the nba who could help i mean at one point as much as i say Kyrie irving strikes me as a little weird off of the court he even donated money at one point to help his form his sisters in the WNBA at some point um Abum- is also calling upon private and commercial airline companies to recognize this bold opportunity to lead discuss possible solutions in the spirit of collaboration so it's like she's reaching out or she's mentioning that she wants that these companies should reach out because these could be deals that could be had that could be formidable like we say a win-win for both sides um American Delta JetBlue Southwest United NetJets Wheels Up JetSuite 10 among others we encourage you to meet us at the table and partner with the WNBA players to help eliminate the toughest opponent they face each season and that is travel End quote. Um, Ogumakwe Aguma- is one of several NBA players to voice their displeasure with the league's travel standards in recent months. Uh, Mercury star Skylar Diggins tweeted that flying the same day will never sit well with her. Uh, while Mystic star Natasha Cloud called out the league after entering health and safety protocols in May following the team's only road game of the season. So, there are some players who are really really into this and are really willing to fight um as i mentioned to you maybe i think a week or two ago where liz cambage has um left the wnba and she was also one that was very vocal in um the in her stand on the um in her stand against the conditions of the travel and other conditions and the pay and all of that kind of stuff so she eventually ultimately left the nba she you know she she voided her contract um, with the aces uh but you know you look at this situation and and you realize that it's not fair um you look at the fight that the women's national to the soccer soccer the u.s women's national team went through and to finally like i mentioned to you earlier today they just got equal pay and it's not about equal pay right now for the wnba players it is about the conditions that they are being handed. Um, Again, they are professional athletes. It's a strain on them to have to fly commercial. Um, Their planes should be chartered. Like we said in the article, you know some of the pieces I said in the article, some of the bullet points, um, there are teams that have chartered airplanes. They need to get together with the WNBA. They need to get together with the players. They need to get together with these airlines and have a sit down and talk about how things can be rectified. If you have some teams that can do it and there are new um, allegedly new ownerships and new groups that are eager to get in on this, then they need to come and sit at the table and talk about this and, and rectify this not healthy condition for these athletes. Um <clears throat> you know, again we're talking about women who are professional athletes. And again and, and you know, you understand it as far as the athletic athlete, athletics in this in this whole story, these women some of these women are not small women. Okay. Um and again, I don't mean that in, in any type of negative way. I'm just giving you the facts that some of these athletes are a little bit uh taller than their average man. Robert Reeves, good morning, good brother. So, you know, um I hope that um Nineveh can can get something accomplished. Um I will definitely keep my ears to this story and my eyes on this story and find out what goes on and everything that I get. Of course, you know, I'll bring back to you as I always do. But it it needs to change. It it definitely needs to change. It definitely needs to be upgraded. And again, it it's an embarrassment that half of a professional basketball team, professional women's basketball team had to sleep in an airport because their plane was delayed. That that's to me, in my eyes, in my opinion, that that's a no go. Um something needs to be done and I'm in definite uh support. Hey Mo, good morning. I am definitely um in support of this. Um like I said, when I heard that they were thinking about an expansion and one of the cities mentioned in this expansion was Philadelphia which would be great for the city um i was excited um you know to to hear that there could possibly be a WNBA expansion team coming to the city and with these conditions i think they need to still expand they can expand yeah that would help the league in general but they also need to get behind the scenes and they need to get these things worked out because it's causing a strain on the players um the players are not happy. And you know, when you have a bunch of athletes that are not happy, that have a union, that will fight for them, apparently we see that how Naneka um feels about the situation and we see and you can feel in her words that she is willing to fight for herself and her fellow WNBA players um as athletes. It's got to be done, you know, and I can sit here and sound like a broken record because every time I'm going to be in support of it being done. So I will say it a lot, but it's crazy. It is really, really crazy how they're doing this. And in my opinion, they're kind of like spoon feeding these men. Um, look at how long it took for them to get a bump in their pay. You know, um, that just happened think maybe a season or two ago um they take away from the women as far as with the concessions and the advertising when they put all of these uh businesses and advertisements on the jerseys and you look at some jerseys some jerseys don't even have the actual team name on them they're more like the european leagues that have the advertisement or the sponsors or everything on them no let these ladies wear they have their names on the back. You know, do like the NBA has done. Put a patch on the uniform. Um, and let them wear their their team name across the front of that jersey. Um it's been done a little bit more, but there was a time where there were some jerseys that didn't even have the team name on the front. It was completely the sponsors. Which I think was was not right. I think it was not fair to the ladies. Um, you know, the in the NBA and their collective bargaining agreements, they got some uh compensation for the players for the advertisements and some from the concessions so why can't the women have it um they play and train just as hard as the men do so what's the issue like what are you scared about what are you not willing to do uh for these ladies that definitely needs to be done um these conditions for them like i said are are really crazy. Um there there is a lot of other players around the league that have made statements, that have voiced their opinions about how things um are going, but until they get to sit down at that table with all the particulars involved, um i don't think it, it's going to get any better quickly. Um it may get there, but it's probably going to take some time. But this this dialogue this conversation is something that definitely definitely is overdue in my opinion it's well overdue and it needs to be had so i'm wishing them the best um i'm hoping that this can come to fruition um pretty soon and get these ladies some better conditions and travel conditions like i said it's taking a toll on them um and you know you want people to come out and see, you want people to come out and support your entity, your business. You got to make it presentable. You got to take care of your own in order for them to perform for the people. If you've got disgruntled employees, performances are going to be uh, up and down. They're going to be scattered in a lot of ways, you know. So, got to take care of your own. Got to take care of home first. And if you take care of home, gradually... Things will get better. But it's got to start somewhere. It's got to start at home. It's got to start in their own backyard in order for things to grow. You know, it's kind of like you start that plant. You get that small plant and you you grow it. You water it. You nurture it. Eventually, at some point, you have to remove it from the small pot that you initially bought and put it into a bigger pot so it can grow more. And then at some point, you might have to eventually put it directly into the ground and let it sprout. This is where the WNBA is. They're still at that small plant. They haven't even gotten into the repotting yet, in my opinion. But they have to make that step to get into the repotting to start the ball rolling. Then they can get into the planting in the ground and watching this thing sprout. But it has to start. If it's not being done now, it has to start now in order for that process to take place. If it doesn't start, then you can't progress on with that. But... We'll see what happens um, in that situation. On another note, on a lighter note, um, for the WNBA, they have announced um, new processes for selecting all WNBA teams and they unveiled end of season awards schedules. So, this is a little backtracking, if you will. Um, we're voting for this year's all WNBA teams will be conducted without regard to players' position. So basically what they're doing there is they're kind of taking a page out of the uh, NBA's all-star voting book where there's front court and back court players when it used to be the forwards, the center, and then the guards. Now they say that in the NBA, when you look at the all-star ballots, it's front court players and back court players. um, They like to dub and use that term positionless basketball, which I think is ridiculous. But it looks like the WNBA might be trying to take a page out of that for their uh, WNBA, all all WNBA uh, team um, selections. Um, And it says here, I quote, and I quote, um, and this is from WNBA head of league operations, Bethany Donovan. She says, um, as we evaluated our approach to end of season awards and spoke with our general managers, Head coaches and others, it became clear that the most deserving players, regardless of position, should be recognized at season's end. Well, I don't have any problems with that, but that should have been in from. That should have been in from the beginning, anyway. Um, our game continues to evolve. <laughs> That's kind of funny, there. It continues to evolve, but your conditions. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Our game continues to evolve. As greater emphasis is placed on spacing and pace of play, the players have expanded their multifaceted skill sets. This process change allows us to celebrate the best of the best going forward. Well, if you're concerned with that and celebrating the best of the best, how about you take a page out of that book and try to work on your traveling conditions. If you, Because if you, if you got the best out of the best, if you can go through... These players and pick the best of the best. Then at some point you have to realize, oh, we need to have some better um, travel conditions for these people because for these for our employees because we're considering them the best of the best, um, and our conditions are not up to par. Uh, so the WNBA will will eventually present twelve end of season awards following the conclusion of the regular season. Uh, there will be all WNBA first and second teams, the Kia WNBA Defensive Player of the Year, the Kia Most Improved Player, the Kia Most Valuable Player, the Kia Rookie of the Year, Sixth Player of the Year, the Kim Perot Sportsmanship Award, all defensive first and second teams, all rookie team, Coach of the Year, Basketball Executive of the Year, and Peak Performers so here's my my issue um it's a small issue but here's my issue with the announcement of how they're going to give out these awards Now, now roll with me on this folks i said in the beginning i mentioned kia WNBA defensive player of the year and i also mentioned kia most improved player and then i stopped but kia is sponsoring all of these awards If Kia can sponsor these awards, Kia is also the official car of the NBA. Pay attention here. Brother, sister, got to help each other out. Kia, for lack of a better phrase, you're in the middle. Did you sponsor things for the WNBA? You sponsor some things for the NBA. You can be kind of like the moderator, if you will. Bring these people together. You can even help yourself. And get these traveling, like, what good is having all of these awards and these players' travel conditions are unsatisfactory? You know, it's kind of like, we're going to give you these awards, but, yeah, you get this award, but, you know, when you got to travel, you know, you're going to travel. Your plane might get delayed. they end up spending the night in the airport. Like, you got big-time sponsors, Kia they could put them up in a night for a night in a hotel professional average. it's not like it's not like the league is going to skip out on money okay if they'll get paid the hotels will get paid okay but it needs to be done and it needs to be done immediately um so these awards will begin to start as early as today with the w with the peak performers uh Friday, they'll announce the Kim Perot Sportsmanship Award. The 22nd will be Executive of the Year. The 25th, Rookie of the Year and All Rookie Team. 26th, the Coach of the Year. The 29th, the most improved player, and Thursday, September the first will be the announcement of the sixth player of the year. So that, you know, um somewhat of a bright spot for the WNBA again like i said i think another bright spot will be when they eventually get to the point where they can expand um and and, you know have some expansion to add some more teams which i think would help uh, in the long run also they have announced a new playoff format um and by the way the playoffs begin on wednesday august 17th the new playoff format is as follows because they're only 12 teams and they are split into conferences, what they have done and what they have said is the top eight teams overall league-wide will make the playoffs. Okay, uh, In the first round, the higher seed will get the first two games at home in a three-game series. In the second round, the higher seed will host games one, two, and five within a five-game series. The WNBA Finals will be a five-game series, and I'm guessing that it will be the same as the second round. The higher remaining seed will take games one, two, and five at home, games three and four on the road. These are the final top eight in the WNBA as of the end of play last night when their regular season ended. Um, So here we go with those and i'm going to give them to you um with their opponents as we have them scheduled out as of right now so the number one overall seed the aces will take on the number eight seed the mercury the number two seed this guy will take on the number seven seed liberty the third seed in the sun will face the wings at number six and the four or five matchup will feature the storm at number four and the washington mystics At number 5. All that begins on Wednesday, August 17th. And that, my people, is your WNBA segment for today. I am going to take another quick break. When I come back, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about some NFL concussion settlements for black retirees. Uh, Talk a little bit about... The Eagles, maybe, take a look at their schedule, give you maybe what my predictions are for the season. And then I have some some NBA stuff that I want to get to, some more predictions, and I want to talk a little bit of Sixer stuff. And as you know, I posted yesterday, I will give you, when I come back, the Christmas Day NBA schedule. Games have been announced. No times as of yet. Times are still to be determined. But we have the matchups. Five games on the slate. And I will give you those games when I come back. It is your boy, Sports Rap D, right here on Heat 100 Radio. Sports Rap Podcast coming at you. Uh, see you on the other side in just a couple seconds, folks. Stay tuned. mixed views in this concussion case um, involving some of the former African American uh, NFL players and they have apparently reached an agreement and got somewhat of a just due and this is two years after a pair of former players sued the NFL over the treatment of black retirees retirees in the league $1 billion concussion settlement hundreds of men whose medical tests were recorded to eliminate race bias now qualify for awards. so if you don't know the backdrop of the story it is somewhat of a typical backdrop uh, where a lot of the african americans were not being tested or their test results were not being counted um and now that they are being counted they have recouped some funds some from this uh case um, and they will be able to um have claims and far as far as their cases which these concussions cause them to have dementia in the long run um it says it said this is a victory for nfl families in the double long legal saga over concussions uh the new results will add millions to the nfl payouts for concussions link for concussion linked brain injuries and of course we all know like i said we mentioned we know the violence of the nfl we know the violent nature of the sport we see what cte has done to players over the past couple of years we also know the movie like i said they even did a movie about it the movie was titled concussion you know with will smith playing the doctor uh so there's a lot of issues that could go on here and i'm just glad that some things um, have come to fruition for these gentlemen uh let's see of the 646 black men who tests, whose tests were recorded, n- nearly half now qualify for dementia awards. 61 are classified as having early to moderate dementia, with average awards topping at 600,000, while nearly 250 more have milder dementia and will get up to 35,000 in enhanced medical testing and treatment, according to the claims administrator's report. So now they can get some help. They've been they're getting some compensation towards their help and dealing with their dementia um, and their medical cost and their testing um, to see how they can fight some of these issues. Um, and there's a quote from a former running back, and he says, Our work has produced some great results and has opened many eyes. Um, he also says, now we're really focused on getting as many players. Who deserved compensation to be compensated. The first group of players had the best chance of success because they were otherwise passed, because of success, because they otherwise passed the testing protocols and would have qualified if they were white. Thousands of, of other black former players can ask to be recorded or retested, but their cases might not be as strong based on the early results for dementia validity and impairment test about 70 percent of active players and 60 percent of living retirees are black in 2022 how can you possibly think think that another human being comes out of the womb with less cognitive ability (sighs) you know like i said the usual stuff it's just impossible to believe that can be true um jenkins said this is still ken jenkins i'm quoting here um it's unspeakable he said, advocates the advocates fear that many former players don't don't know they can be re-scored or retested especially if they are if they have cognitive issues and live alone and so that's the case for a lot of these guys um you know uh james pruitt 58 year old wide receiver who played for indianapolis and miami from 1986 to 1980 1991 he says and i quote their mantra is deny, de- delay, deny, deny, delay until you die. End quote. So basically what he's saying is this is a blessing because under under normal pretenses, it would be we're going to deny it. We're going to deny it. Oh, we found something and we're going to look into it. That's where you get the deny, 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 deny delay. Okay. Um, he also says I don't get out and I don't remember a lot of things. I've been told that I repeat things. So I'm kind of embarrassed by the whole situation. So hopefully this will prove to be a benefit, um, a good stance by the NFL for these retired African-American players who are suffering. And in some cases don't, don't fully understand why their dementia is where it is so quickly or where it's beginning. And they're confused as to why when I was tested before this wasn't the case. So now they can be retested and rescored and really, truly find out what's going on with them, which I think is um, a plus, which I think is a great thing for the NFL to be doing um, right now. So while I'm here with the NFL issues, you know, so again, like I said, that's a great um, thing for the NFL. I think it's something positive that they can do something problem something that i'm glad that they are doing and because you can't just have these people um just bowing at the wayside if you will um that might not have been the right term but you can't just have these people just dwindling dwindling away and not knowing fully why they're in situations that they're in um you know it's a start i guess and i'm just happy that um it is starting for the nfl and they're doing something about it it's just a blessing you know that they're finally getting something done in this situation so we move on and i'm gonna go through this Eagles schedule real quick um as we know they are there's an added game in the season there's an added week so it's 18 weeks and let me make sure i'm correct here So there's 17 games now with that added week because we have the bye week in there. So there's 17 games now. So looking through the Eagles' schedule, I'm going to go real quick. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I'm just going to go through the game. I'm going to announce the games, um, the opponent, and tell you what I think would be um, the outcome of this game, in my opinion. So we start here with uh, week one which will be Sunday, September the 11th. Eagles open up at Detroit. Um, I think the Eagles can take that game on the road. This is a tough... The second game, number two, um, Monday night, um, September 19th, week two, where this is a game where people, a lot of people have picked um, the Vikings to win this game. I don't think so in that right, Um, especially with what the eagles have done in the offseason and again i know we've only seen one preseason game we'll probably not see much of the starting units um for at any extended length of time in any of these remaining two games if you will but i think with what the eagles have added um i also feel like if they pick up where they left off last year as far as uh, as far as um, establishing a running game which could open up the passing game, which they now have more weapons at the um, disposal for Jalen Hurts. I think they can take this game as well. That's a win. Uh, Week three, they go to Washington to face the Commanders. I think they can take that game because we really don't know what Washington is. Um, The Jaguars still in a bit of a work. I think they can take that game. This game against the Cardinals, I think they'll probably drop that one because they'll have. it looks like, from my projections, they'll have won four straight, and they'll probably lose that one. Uh, then they come back home. I think what's going to happen this year, I think it's going to flop. I think this Cowboys, um, two games, I think they're going to flop. I think the Cowboys are going to win at home. So each team is going to win at home. So I like the Eagles in the first cowboys game which puts us at week six we move on to week seven where the eagles have a bye they come back for week eight um and they are a home again against the steelers eagles are usually pretty good after the bye, so i like a win there i like a win against the texans um the commanders i don't know I'm going to take an L there. Like, they may split with the Commanders just for some funky-eyed reason. Um, I think they can get by the Colts. I think they'll fall to the Packers and the Titans. So it looks like at one point, week 12 and 13, they could possibly lose two in a row. 14 at the Giants will be a win. I think they can beat the Bears as well. Um, again, at the Cowboys, I think they'll lose in Texas. Think they can beat the Saints and then I think they can beat the Giants. Looking at my predictions right here, early predictions. A little off um from what I have here, but ideally I see them being nine and seven. Is that nine and seven? Am I correct? Let me help me with my math here. Nine. 9 and 8, um, 10 and 7. I'm going to push towards that 10 and 7. I think they can win the division um, even with a 9 and 8 or a 10 and 7 because, like I said, the rest of the division did not improve um, in the magnitude that the Eagles did improve. Um, they ended up making the trade on draft night and got A.J. Brown arguably one of the top five receivers in the league currently. So I think... Again, um, again, like I've been saying, a lot of this stuff is going to um, end up on the shoulders of Jalen Hurts. He has to perform. He has the tools at his disposal right now. And it's up to him to perform and show us that he has gotten better. He has worked on his craft. And the fact that he is projected to be the quarterback of the future. And we'll definitely see how that plays out. So, again, I'm looking 9-8, and eight, arguably 10-7 and seven at best for the eagles winning the division going into the playoffs um not as a wild card this year so again we move on i want to talk a little bit of nba uh before we end up today so what i have again um i've done it twice i think i did it one week last week um and the predictions for conference winners things of that nature for the nba it's a little bit crazy so what i'm basically going to do right now i'm just going to give you where what the general consensus is for uh top five teams in each conference um in the east uh the early projections are the celtics in at one milwaukee philadelphia miami then there's a alleged tie for cleveland and toronto with cleveland being a point above toronto but they're still tied for fifth um this i can see Um, I can see the Sixers being the third-best team in the East. Uh, Like I said, the the juggernauts are still there. Boston, because of their run to the finals. And Milwaukee will arguably be healthy. Um, The Sixers have improved, so I think that's pretty good there. In the Western Conference, uh, they went to seven. So they go Golden State, L.A. Clippers. Phoenix Suns, Dallas Mavericks, Denver Nuggets, Minnesota Timberwolves, Memphis Grizzlies. I don't like that there because I still believe that the Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies should be above the Timberwolves in all of that. Right. So we'll see. You know, training camps will be starting soon. Football season is start. Then we'll get into training camp. So it's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, a lot of people um have questioned what the Sixers did, how they will proceed, or how they will projectedly look, um, come this coming season. And it's a big consensus that the Sixers had the best off season throughout the NBA. Um, and, and that's debatable, if you will. Um again, here in the city there's a lot of up and down, back and forth where there's mixed opinions about the PJ Tucker signing. Where people realized or people a lot of fan base feels like they overpaid for pj tucker because of his age and things that he'd done but one of the mantras um going away from last take, taking away from last season was excuse me a lot of the players in the organization mentioned that there was not enough toughness on the team pj tucker definitely brings that the other thing was the contract um it had a lot of people in to bring up the mixed opinions and one of the things i mentioned to people and people can take this to note and, and check it out for yourself look at it and think about it and you can leave comments if you will one of the things i mentioned was that pj Tucker got the three-year 30 mil which requires to be about 10 mil a year uh, which is about three million more than he got last year you know so i understand the move from miami uh but a lot of people had opinions and thoughts about other names that would come up and one of the things i mentioned to quite a few people was if you think about the salary cap and the way the nba is set up right now a lot of those players that people mentioned were younger and i get that i understand that but you have to also take a look that arguably 10 million dollars is like in the nba current nba is arguably pretty much the veterans minimum and with some of those other names that people had thrown out at me um, in discussions about this, I had to ask them, do you really, really deep down inside believe that any of those young players would come here now and play for that $10 million? Probably not. So if this, thing's work, if this thing works out, where P.J. Tucker does improve the toughness and, and has an impact on this Sixers team, which I think he will in some type of way, uh you could very easily argue that it was a decent move um and again you know it's a two-year deal with a third-year team option or player option so you got him basically you got him for two years and i think it can work um uh, he's had some familiarity with james harden on the court uh and, and i think he can play well with joel i think this is going to help joel um a lot i think it's going to make it so that joel can be a lot fresher late in games a uh, lot fresher late in the playoffs because he'll have another guy that can do some other things for it that can help him rebound. Uh, the Sixers also signed Daniel House, who was another wing 3 and D guy, younger 3 and D guy that they picked up who also had some ties to James Harden um, as far as Houston days. And then there was a draft night trade where they traded Danny Green and they recouped uh, DeAnthony Melton from the Memphis Grizzlies another guy who I think is going to fit very well with what Doc Rivers does or what Doc Rivers likes to do. And he also gives Doc Rivers better options at those positions, those wing and 3D positions. So I think this thing could work. Um, You know, the Sixers, people thought the Sixers would be star hunting, which hasn't been the case. But they are um, noted as being, you know, one of the teams that has done some really good things uh this offseason. So lastly, you know, um, with all of that being said, there's also the question that could come out that are they true contenders? Um, uh, it's too early. A lot of these articles is because it's too low early, but they will definitely be better. Um You know what happened with them in the Sixers. You know what happened with them in the Miami Heat when they played against Jimmy Butler and P.J. Tucker. So now they have P.J. Tucker in that locker room for them playing for them. Uh, You know the deal with Harden and all of that stuff. Uh, You know with his deal, it allowed the team to go out and get P.J. Tucker and Daniel House. Um, So it also gave them some flexibility where they can make another move later on. And I don't think they're done. I think there might be a still still be another move coming for the Sixers as far as maybe a trade or, or something around that nature. But there's something else I think that's going to possibly happen um, before the season actually gets fully underway. Um, so the James Harden deal helped the Sixers, uh, definitely did that. Um, you know, the Sixers, they said, were outplayed by the Heat, and we saw that um the perimeter is where they got hurt which they picked up that by picking up Daniel House, DeAnthony Melton and um PJ Tucker. You look for more improvement from Tyrese Maxey as well. And then we get to like we said the meat, the dogs. Okay, so again, they traded the number 23 pick and Danny Green, whose contract was non-guaranteed for 10 million for this upcoming season, and he's coming off a serious knee injury which will arguably keep him out for the entire season. So you weren't going to have him at your disposal anyway. And they get back guard DeAnthony Melton, younger guard who was a nice pickup for something that the Sixers needed as far as a wing scorer and defending. He gives you a little bit more than Danny Green because he can shoot the three, but the reason he gives you more is he's younger and he can put the ball on the floor and get to the rim. Um, They also, again, this article said, where they wrote is that they stole pj tucker which is good and you know tucker and house um upgrades from the players that left definite upgrade from danny green no disrespect to danny green but where they are right now and how the situation played out with danny green it is a definite upgrade there um they all have high motors they play defense at a high level they're versatile and they can make catch and shot catch and shoot threes They've added three rotational players that play at 100 miles an hour. Tucker, House, Melton are replacing Green, Millsap, and DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, serious upgrades. Uh, The running deep, you know, um, the versatility of these guys. The starting five, they say, is pretty solid with Harden, Maxie, Tucker, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid. If that stays the same, if they do not come up with a trade or anything to move Tobias Harris. Um, then say it says, looks like your first four off the bench could be DeAnthony Melton, Daniel House, George Niang, and it'll be a toss up between Paul Reed and uh, Charles Bassett. Okay, You get into that 10 man rotation. It will be competition between Matisse Diebold, Furkan Korkmaz, Shake Milton, and Isaiah Joe for that final spot. Okay, so again, you know, they say it's too early. But you look at the additions they made, and, and you know, it, it seems like they will be better. Um, Here's a quote from when asked about these additions and asked about the James Harden issue and what he's done over the summer. Um, and they talked about his contract. This was on ESPN. Joel, uh, not Joel, James Harden said, and I quote, I talk with Joel frequently and we have meetings about how we're going to play and what we need to do to help our team win a championship, end quote. He also goes on to say, he told Yahoo Sports, and I quote, when you have two of the top players at their position on the same team, that's a great building block. We're going to grow together and try to lead this team to the top. I believe we can do it together. Um, I look at this team definitely as being better. Um, It's still... Still got to play the games, so we'll still yet to see how much better they are. Um, I also like the fact that these guys have been seen together in the gym on several occasions, working out together, getting some continuity down, getting some familiarity with each other, with each other. And they're all going to be taken to North Carolina, I believe it is. Doc Rivers taking the team to North Carolina for training camp to just get away from everything else um or anything that you could call distractions not so much family but everything that you could call distractions as far as the media and things of that nature um in philadelphia and taking them away where they can focus on each other they'll be together and it will just be the team and the coaching staff so that will help um in the long run definitely and i'm glad i'm, I'm actually glad yeah i'm very glad that that is going on um and i think it's going to help with these guys because it'll only be them so any issues or anything like that any conversations will all be team oriented players together coaches and players and it's going to help and i think it will work to get these guys um together get some continuity going going into training camp and going into the season again like i mentioned to you i think james harden will be better again when he came in the trade i knew I knew personally that you would not see the James Harden from Houston because of his age and the mileage on him. But I think with what he's done so far during this offseason, it will help him. Um, You've seen that he has incorporated more of the mid-range game into his repertoire, which I think will help him as well um it's going to help that hamstring and you also saw the initial stages of him before you saw him on the court you saw him doing drills and working out getting in shape and working on things to get that hamstring right so it doesn't become a hindrance during the season he's also been working with assistant coaches and working with his teammates to get in here so everything that he said initially coming in so far he's been sticking to he's basically been a man of his word and I definitely appreciate that and you also have to commend him for the situation of his contract and the way he went about addressing his contract and now it's under some kind of nonsense investigation but again I say how many stars around the league how many superstars around the league would have been willing to take that much of a pay cut you left 15 million dollars there and of course the assumption was that there's a handshake or a wink wink deal that he'll recoup that money on the back end on his next contract. Maybe, maybe not, but that will definitely be extremely hard for anyone to prove. Uh, so I take it for what it's worth. And like I said, I, I think that the investigation is a bunch of crap. They're talking, they're leading it as tampering, but tampering goes on all the time. Like I broadcast it um, and I mentioned to you how it breaks down with teams and all of that i did that last monday and then i did it the last time we were at the drake i mentioned it a little bit there so you can go back and check that and figure out what i'm talking you know what i'm but you know what i'm talking about though um so i think this all stemmed from like i said the quote or the comment that sean marks made once he realized where his team was going in the nets and i mentioned earlier today that the nets are a mess right now um you got kyrie irving there because he opted into his contract but i told you what his demands were um when he asked for an extension which were crazy demands and now you have another disgruntled superstar who just recently signed a four-year extension who now says he doesn't trust the front office and it's either him or the coach or the general manager and we'll we still have yet to see what the owner of joe is going to do about that situation So all in all, um, I think the Sixers will be better. Um, Hopefully, I'm just hoping that we can get through that dreaded second round. Um, Second round has been a a monkey on our back the last two years. And I think with what they have and the time frame that they made these additions where all of these guys will be together for a full training camp, I think that's also going to help. And I think that they will be better coming in and i think these guys are determined to get together like i said you've seen the putchers, you've seen the the pics the, the uh, social media posts of these guys together so i think it's going to work something's going to be i think they're just going to be better than um they were last year and some of the players that are were added will help doc rivers and some of the things that he does they are upgrades from the players that some of the players that are no longer here that being said we have christmas day scheduled for the nba five games on the slate um they don't have the times actually determined yet they will be announced later but these are the matchups for christmas day 2022 got the bucks and the celtics Suns, nuggets lakers mavs grizz warriors and we got sixers basketball back again sixers will be in madison square garden To face off against the New York Knickerbockers, it's the first time the Sixers have played on Christmas Day since the 2019 season, and I believe that was the same opponent, the New York Knicks. But I think the Sixers will get this win. Um, Also, that weekend is going to be a great weekend for Philadelphia fans because you've got Eagles football on Christmas Eve. A bang up game against Dallas Cowboys. And then you turn around on Christmas Day and you get Sixers basketball on Christmas Day. What better way to spend your holiday than enjoying some Philadelphia sports on that holiday? Like I said, it's spread across Christmas Eve. You've got the Cowboys and the Eagles. And then Christmas Day, you have the Sixers and the Knicks uh, in the garden. So, great um time there it should be the other four games are going to be really really good games as well um i'm especially going to be looking forward to seeing that Bucks celtics game and that grizzlies warriors games are two the two other games that are definitely going to be high on my watch list so folks with that being said we end another episode of the sports rap podcast um again WNBA playoffs begin this Wednesday, 8 17. Um, first round is up. I gave you those matchups. We also have some NFL preseason football coming up this Thursday. We've got the Bears and the Seahawks, and we'll be at the Drake and we'll get you prepared for that game early um, Sunday. I mean, Thursday. Then Friday, you've got three games on the slate uh, for preseason panthers patriots saints packers texans rams and then saturday will kick off week three um, not gonna give you those there i'll give you those next week uh just a quick note uh, some training camp updates, some key injuries for some teams uh for the cowboys wide receiver james washington has the jones fracture in his foot the the rams uh wide receiver van jefferson is to undergo knee surgery and Steelers running back Jeremy Nichols is out for the season with a shoulder injury. Going in to Major League Baseball for today, you've got the Tigers and the Guardians, Padres and the Marlins, the Phils and the Reds, second game of a doubleheader, Tigers and the Guardians, the Rays and the Yankees, the Cubs and the Nationals, the Orioles and the Blue Jays, the Mets are in the Braves, the Royals and the Twins, the A's and the Rangers, The Astros are in Chi-Town to face the White Sox. The Dodgers and the Brewers, the Mariners and the Angels, closing out Major League Baseball schedule for the day. The Diamondbacks will be in San Francisco to take on the San Francisco Giants. Folks, those are your schedules for today and the upcoming week. Also, remember, this Thursday, double dipping thursday morning 11 a.m we continue our interview series with the special interview you got to stay tuned all week um on social media to find out who our interviewee will be and then come on and join us on thursday morning then if you can't get us thursday morning you can catch us thursday evening at the drake tavern we will we will be on location once again this thursday doing our spot there we will talk some more sports We'll get some more fans involved and we will get you ready for that Thursday preseason game featuring the Bears and the Seahawks. Also, folks, we are getting close. Fish Fry, September the 4th, 2022, 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. That is the Sunday before Labor Day. Get at me. Get at any other host here on Heat 100 Radio. Tickets are starting to flow now. Like I said, we are we are just about two weeks away. So you need to get your tickets, hit my DM, hit my message, um, you know, right here, Sports Wrap Podcast, the group page, you can hit me they message me there, or you can message me on Instagram, DM, at SportsRap underscore D, I can get you payment options and how you can get your tickets, it will be more at the door, tickets are running for $15, so you need to get yours quickly before they run out, like I said, they are starting to move quickly now, because everybody wants to get in on it, since we're getting close, so just hit me up. Like I said, you know where to find me, folks, all over the place. Instagram and Twitter at SportsRap underscore uh, D. Facebook, like I said, SportsWrap Podcast is the group page. You can message me there and get your tickets. Instagram, you can message me there and get your tickets. Don't message me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook only. Message me there to get your tickets. You can also check out our website, SportsRapRadio.com please get over to the YouTube channel, TV. Check out the videos there. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button on the videos that you like and make sure you also hit the bell uh, so you'll be alerted when new video is up. You can also get audio on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and most of your podcast outlets. It's been a great Monday, folks. Thank you all for tuning in everybody enjoy the weather it's a little cloudy might get a little rain today so enjoy some of the liquid sunshine but just be careful out in that liquid sunshine also be great on purpose it's your boy sportswrap d signing out i will see you all once again next week right here on heat 100 radio thanks for tuning in folks and i will see you next week